0: This episode of the A-List Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. And welcome to another edition of the A-List Podcast. I am your host, Asherah Blakely, with the co-host, with the most, Kwani A. Lunas. How you doing, Kwani?
1: I'm doing well. How are you doing?
0: I am doing incredibly well because I've had an incredibly, amazingly, I wouldn't say awesome, just pretty damn lucky kind of day. Um, as, as, you, as you know, I'm out here in L.A. Uh, covering the Celtics They play the, uh, the Lakers on Tuesday They play the Clippers on Wednesday So I'm, I've been out here I got out here Sunday But uh, today was unlike any day I've had out west in, Like ever What happened? I'm in my, well, I'm in my car And I'm heading back to my hotel After Celtics availability this, this afternoon And there's a, a car to my right that sideswipes another car, Ooh. and the car that gets gets or it's not side but got T-boned. Okay, and that car that got T-boned starts to veer in my lane, and oh my. I'm seeing it coming my way, and so I immediately switch out of the lane. And thankfully, yeah. there was no traffic in the lane that I quickly shifted into. And the car that got hit then sideswiped the car that was in front of me. So, long story short, oh within about could have been no more than maybe four seconds. The car behind me got T-boned. Car in front of me got sideswiped, and that was kind of pretty much my day in a nutshell. Just was
1: everyone okay? Did everyone come? Out yeah,
0: with... but man, I mean, it's it, it's crazy how because again, you know, I was thinking about this, and me and the guy who got sideswiped, who was in front of me, we were talking about this after after it happened. And he was just like, "Damn, you are incredibly lucky today because you were within a second of either oh, getting damn. T-boned." Or getting side swiped. Uh, and, and so I, I'm, I'm feeling incredibly blessed and inc- oh. incredibly fortunate to be here, not uh, for any other reason than the fact that, you know, um, you just never know how those things can play out.
1: Absolutely. It been you more never than know. So yeah.
0: I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling a little bit more, uh, you know, blessed yeah. to, to kind of be able to do the podcast and then talk about like what I call first world problems like, why can't the Celtics win more games? Awesome. Why? <laughs> Why Jalen Brown keep holding up with that damn hamstring? What's going what's, what's on? Those are first world problems, and and days like this remind me that yeah, we absolutely have to talk about this stuff. But then when you start looking at the big picture, yeah, it they kind of fall into that first world problem silo. Not that important, and,
1: you know, in the so, long term. But you yeah. were at practice as you mentioned, and you did have a chance to speak to the players and coaches after. That practice, what did you learn today? Or on
0: the- well, we we spoke to a couple of players. We spoke to Aaron Neesmith, who was coming off a real big game in Portland, where he was knocking down shots, which, as I you know, politely remind him, that's kind of why they drafted you. Uh, so it was good for him to see those shots go down. He talked about that. We uh, talked with Marcus Smart a little bit about just really the, the way this team is, is just kind of really – pivoted of late and and just the key to sustaining this really good play. And and they're feeling good about that. And obviously we talked to head coach Ime Udoka uh, just about the team in general. Obviously got an update on Jalen Brown, who's questionable with that hamstring. Uh, I don't get the sense that we will see him uh, here in LA playing. Mm. Uh, I'm not, I don't really get a sense that there is this sense of urgency to bring him back. And partly because one hamstrings are, are to me, it's a roll of the dice kind of injury. You really don't know, how long that thing is, is going to take to heal. I've dealt with a number of players who had hamstring injuries and there really is no rhyme or reason as to when that hamstring is going to be healthy enough for the guys to come back and it not become an issue. And there is a sense that the Celtics, you know, again, they the timing wasn't right uh, for him to come back when he did, as far as that hamstring being 100% healthy. Uh, every time you ask Ime about Jalen, he reiterates the fact that they're not going to rush him back. They want him to be 100% healthy. And that is, to me, it's, it's a low-key but not in-your-face way of saying he wasn't 100% when he came back and we're not going we're not going to run that risk again. And fortunately for him... The Celtics have been pretty damn good uh, filling the filling in the gap without having a guy like Jalen Brown uh, yeah. available. And, and there's a lot of guys who have really kind of stepped their games up. Uh, but one thing you did, uh, just kind of, you know, just kind of putting, you know, closing that book on an injury note, Al Horford, he should be back in the lineup for the Lakers as well as Romeo Langford. It should be available, which, again, that's, that's a good thing for the Celtics team because the Lakers, I mean, they – they look kind of like trash right now, if we're, if we're being honest. We're
1: kind of like that, yes.
0: They do. <laughs> You're <But> right. <laughs> as long as LeBron James has air in in his lungs and he can play the damn game, they won't I don't put anything it. past that team of, of just really, you know, playing one of their better games. And let's be honest, mm-hmm. they got embarrassed in Boston, they got their asses whipped mm-hmm. badly. And you better believe LeBron James ain't forgot about that. And you better believe Anthony Davis and company are mindful of that. And so the Celtics, they're really going to have to play, I would say, as good if not better than they did when they beat the Lakers, you know, back in, at the TD guard and, and how they played most recently against Portland where, you know, I mean, the, the first five, six, seven minutes of the game, I mean, it was, cra- it was like uh, something I, I've never seen this team do. Where they made 14 of the first 15 shots, which is unheard of. I mean, guys in an open gym who are really good shooters, aren't that efficient. That, yeah. And you had everyone jacking up shots and knocking them down then. So uh, the Lakers game is going to be tough. There's no doubt about it. No doubt and about an it.
1: And an irrelevant fact, this is also the first game where that building will not be named the Staples Center. Just yeah, to I'm
0: still there. getting I, – I, it's going to take me a I'm while. I'm still calling
1: <laughs> it the Staples Center.
0: I mean, damn, man, that – that my mama called the Staples Center. And, right, and that's I'm going to call it the Staples Center today until yeah. someone says you can't call it the Staples Center no more. Uh, Precisely. Crypto, I, uh, or whatever it's not crypto that's the other dot no. com i think that's it crypto
1: i just com center.
0: i just can't get
1: i can't it's too long of a word not a fan oh okay. yeah you know, they're paying money to have that name there obviously but well, yeah and it doesn't
0: kick into christmas so, <laughs> yes. it doesn't, so, so we good
1: yeah We're, it's a nameless building technically until december 25th
0: wow Wow, the orphan. They should call it the orphan arena because <laughs> they ain't they, they got no family. They got no. Right. But uh, it's going to be a good game. It, it's going to be a really good game. And a, and a big part of that game is a big part of every game for the Celtics. Jason Tatum. Uh, he's been playing quite well, uh, quite well lately. Um, what, what, I mean, what do what's your take on what Jalen is or excuse me, Jason is doing right now that that stands out?
1: I think he plays well every other episode. <laughs> so I don't know if it's us. I just want more consistency, but as you mentioned, on this West Coast trip, he's looked really good. And obviously, when you talk about Jason Tatum, a lot of times you hear the conversation of Kobe and how that's been someone he's looked up to. And I think it's it's fair to say that every L.A. game that they have against the Lakers, he definitely brings a different type of energy to those games because of various reasons. So I think he'll play well against the Lakers, but... They just need to close out that West Coast trip and come back and bring that consistency to the T D Garden as well.
0: Yeah. The the one thing about the Celtics lately is that they've been really good at both ends of the floor. Their mm-hmm. offense has been, you know, probably top five, top ten the last 10 or so games, defense has been really, really good for the last few weeks. And so the ability to impact the game at a high level, both ends of the floor is a big part of why this team is successful. And it's a big part of why they have been able to really uh, be successful without having a Jalen Brown in the mix, because they've got so many other guys that have stepped up and contributed. I mean, you know, we, we we joke around about Grant Williams uh, for the longest time, but damn it, Grant is putting in some work. Uh, Grant, he has been, you know, statistically speaking, flirting with that 50, 49, 90, uh, you know, stat line, which cool. is really one of the hardest stat lines for any NBA player to have throughout for for like a month, let alone an entire season. And yet, Grant, his numbers have been for the most part pretty consistent as far as being a guy shooting around 50% from the field, around 40% from three point range, and 90% from the free throw line. And there are lots of theories about why he's doing that. And I try to keep I try to keep the cookies on the bottom shelf when you talk about Grant okay. and it's really he's like literally making wide open shots. And as 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 much as, you know, you want to say, oh, you know, may might be coming up with strategy and and Tatum is getting him the ball. Hell no, he's just making open shots. And as yeah. crazy as it sounds, that's the, that's the secret sauce to what he's doing. Now
1: Yeah, and you me, made the point a few episodes ago that these teams haven't put him no into their sh- game plan. So they're still no just matter. like, I mean, we'll give him one shot. Okay, we'll give him two shots. And then five, six, seven shots later, then they realize, oh, maybe we should guard Grant. But it's too late it, by then.
0: Yeah, they're, they're treating Grant like like his name is Sherrod Blakely or something out there. Just <laughs> let him shoot. Let that dude shoot. We ain't got to worry about him. Soon, as a matter of fact, as soon as he shoot, we're going to the basket to get the rebound. That's how they're treating Grant, and the, the level of disrespect yeah. that yeah. they're giving Grant is is. Uh, I I love it because he is he's making so many teams look silly. Yeah. How you gonna, how, how you gonna leave a guy open with six, seven, eight shots tonight and he's making like five? How you gonna do that?
1: Like it doesn't make sense.
0: Well, and I tell you what, Portland. They tried to do a little bit of adjustment, but then Grant – and this is, this is the thing about Grant that I, I think as the season progresses, we may be seeing more and more of this. Grant had a counter to the wide-open shot, and he, he had the ball, was wide open, took a little longer than I thought he should have, gave a little head fake, guy comes flying at him, two dribbles, baseline jumper. I'm thinking, wait a minute, Grant, two-dribble pull-up floater at like, a baseline?
1: The the hell I'm expanding my game.
0: <laughs> exactly. And so Grant has done an amazing job of just really expanding his game and starting to show signs that, you know, we, we talk a lot about him knocking on open shots, but he, it sounds, it, it seems as though he's got a plan when teams right. are starting to try to defend him on other ways that he can impact scoring. And he's always been a really good passer to begin with. Uh, but it's, it's really good to see him uh, be more than just a warm body on the floor. Uh, he's actually yeah. making shots. He's defending, I think, a little bit better. Uh, defense, I, you know, he. I don't like when he gets switched out on guards because, bless his heart, he tries. He yeah. really does. Try. But, yeah, but he, he he has a lot of trouble in that. I think he still has more trouble in that than I feel comfortable with. But um, you know who hasn't really had a lot of trouble? Dennis Schroeder.
1: Yeah, he comes up a lot on this episode and this podcast as well. We have yeah. our, like, MVPs
0: this season already. <laughs> right now, I mean, he – I don't know if I would say he's the MVP because Tatum is – damn, he's pretty good. Oh,
1: gambling. no, no, I'm not saying he is. But we have our, our favorites when we talk on the. Oh, podcast. our
0: po- podcast MVP is probably Schroeder. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably Schroeder. He's probably the MVP. Most improved, Grant Williams. Um, yes.
1: We should um, give out awards.
0: Yeah. Be- be- best – most liked, probably Marcus Smart. At least that's for me. I love Marcus
1: <laughs> Almost oh, like the podcast. Al. What's that? Most liked by the podcast or yeah. by? Okay, I can, I can see that. Or Al? Maybe Al. Yeah, I mean that's a bias. It is.
0: <laughs> I go front. Right. <laughs> I, there is, but uh, well back to Shrewd. I mean, Shrewd is yes, playing yeah. really, really well. He's done it as a starter. He's done it coming off the bench, and I'm just trying to get a sense of how is this all going to look when you got all your pieces healthy, where you've got Jalen back in the mix and you got Al playing more and you're looking to get Romeo out there a few more minutes how is Schroeder going to adjust or adapt to maybe not having as much PT as he's got right now
1: that's his strength though the fact that he has been able to adjust whether he's coming off the bench or starting he brings what the team needs in all of those needed moments so mm-hmm. moving forward it doesn't even seem like it matters where Ime may put him in the lineup because he's going to it seems as though he's going to continue to perform. I think it will just come to a point where I would imagine he'll want more starting minutes and that's where it could get a little hectic if Jalen is fully back and, and he's not getting as much time as he wants on the floor, but we don't know the future with Jalen. So that's why it shouldn't even be relevant at this point.
0: Right, but that but not knowing the future is part of the issue. We don't know the future. Exactly. exactly. And Jalen doesn't know the future. And you exactly you have, the, the, I mean the to me the, the, the comfort food for the Celtics right now is knowing that without Jalen, you got guys who've been able to step in. It's still good. But yeah. At some point, and, and Ime knows this, he's been around the league long enough to know that when you are missing a key central figure your, on your team, there's gonna come a game okay. where all those backups are gonna remind us why they backups. And the guy that's like one of your pillars who's not there, you're going to realize, damn, we've been we've been kind of playing with house money. And now there's only so many rolls of the dice where well you can get 7 There's only so many sevens you can roll. Uh, and, and at some point- Is that
1: unintended because it's number seven?
0: You like that? You see would, that? You
1: don't, no, I don't think you actually thought about that. See, you didn't even know what you were saying. So why did I say <laughs> I seven you and not 11? 11 for that. <laughs> Okay, because Quine. number eleven is not who we're talking about. But continue. Okay,
0: Kwani, you got I the credit for that. that I'll, I'll I'll put I'll put that in in your in your account. that you get yes. credit for that? And, <laughs> yes. and while we're talking about credit, um, our sponsor, BetOnline.ag, uh, they again that hey, they got you covered for all seasons, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Uh, it's the number one spot for all your sports action this season. Head out and check out the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with the promo code CLNS50. And while you're there, make sure you check out all the different odds and ends on basketball, football, NHL, boxing, <laughs> UFC. See fighting in any of your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. And online where the games
1: start. And speaking of uh, games. The world sounds like it's ending outside of my window, but we move on. I heard the weather in,
0: in, in New England is not great right about now. Oh my now. gosh.
1: Y'all keep me in your prayers.
0: It's scary outside. Quanny, you're going to be all right.
1: You're I'm so
0: dramatic. Right. You are way, way dramatic. But don't worry.
1: It's all good. It's all good. I'll let you continue. We we're going to so, talk about Lakers. What are we going to talk about?
0: We're going to talk about your team. Late- no, nah, I'm just messing. Quanny's um, <laughs> like, what? No, the, the, the Lakers, obviously, you know, they, they got a bit of a scare last week when LeBron James entered uh, COVID protocol. And lo and behold, LeBron, just like that. magically. Exactly. Wow. Apparently he took, I guess there was a a false positive and and there there were some results where the the results were were mixed. And he ultimately wound up, from reportedly taking eight tests uh, within a very short period of time, I didn't realize that they could crank them out like that um, and get you the results as quickly as they did. Uh, it's a. Am- I mean, how many times have we seen you know certain players on certain teams? We ain't gonna mention no name. Celtics. Yeah. Uh, we gotta wait forever the damn right. day to the results. And LeBron, it's like he get magical. Yeah. It's like oh. he, it's, it's like he got that TSA, you know, fast track lane <laughs> act going on where he don't gotta stand in. Yeah, yeah, like he got that. Like he got that. You know, I'm not gonna mention any, any other airlines In their fast track because that, like, they, they, they not getting they got that, that plug.
1: Pinterest.
0: But right. you're right. Got,
1: he yeah. is the fast pass of the NBA. Whatever LeBron yeah. gets done. So why are we surprised that he was able to take eight rapid tests and conveniently – and I'm not saying that it's not true, but if someone were to be a conspiracy theorist, this is the time where you shrug and scratch <laughs> your head a little bit and try to figure out what's going on because it just – Because I'm really like, damn, eight tests? ready for Boston. Remember the last game? He was cleared the day of. that Celtics game so I don't know
0: the NBA knows what they want LeBron gonna make damn sure I don't don't know off the top of my head but I don't know if he's ever missed a game against the Celtics since he's been in LA
1: that's my point because the NBA needs Boston versus LA it could be the worst Celtics team in the world it could just be LeBron carrying the team on their back but the NBA, ESPN, ABC all of these corporations want to have Boston, LA on their air so it just seems really convenient that they always get those games Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) It's also interesting to to hear LeBron grumble and gripe about the whole COVID protocol process. Yeah. Um, I I always find that interesting because when the league comes up with these rules and regulations, who do they tell before they tell the media? The players. Yeah. You know this is what they do. Right. Now, now, whether you paid attention when they were telling you, whether you read the email, that's a different story. I can't answer that e- que- that question. All I do know is there is an undeniable truth that you knew this is what they do. Now, now because it affects you, it's not so good. Now it's it's something uh, I don't know if we do. Uh, I stop LeBron. I It's you know you you start to feel some of that. Um, LeBron doesn't really understand the freedom that he has. Ooh. Yes, Kwani. Yes, Kwani. Mm-hmm. You want credit for that one too? No, was... <laughs> you, were...
1: you want You want some that metal like credit? So catching that was beautifully petty, the way you just did that. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. you, you got oh, yeah. that. Which oh, yeah. I think Absolutely. we should talk about Freedom again.
0: Yeah, that's getting interesting. I tell you what, we were, when we were in Portland, and obviously he, he played there, and so he, he already had a built in fan base. Mm-hmm. But, yo, it was, I mean, Freedom Mania was running wild. It, at, times? In Portland, there were two very distinct sections of the arena that had like a big, you know, Ennis Cantor flag. And I guess they didn't get the memo that he changed the name. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ennis before the game went up into the stands and actually talked to them and
1: took pictures. And he did. And it was like, I get it. But I'm it, remembering that this is a visual medium, so I'm making sure to control my facial reaction to this.
0: It's too late, Kwani. You—it's it, too late. You—you you are so bad at that. You had see uh, ten minutes ago. You had the Academy Award, and now look at you. You <laughs> I just like, lost you, it. You just—you just went off Broadway with this one. Before you was at like uh, before you were at you know you were at the spot. You,
1: you, were, so you're you were talking you were, to the fans.
0: Continue. Yeah. You, so he's talking to the fans, and he's you doing that, and and I'm you know I'm I'm like you know up there with my camera taking pictures and and you know tweeting about it and i i i get his what he's trying to do i'm just not sure the way that he's kind of going about it um is going to have the impact that he's looking for um because ultimately whether you whether you agree with what he's doing ultimately i think we all want to see a lot of the social justice initiatives that he's fighting for come to fruition. And I'm not yeah. sure if the, the way that he's kind of going about it is the best way to do that. You know, I mean, I, I like, you know, he, he, he's talked uh, a number of times about Nike and their role in all this, which, again, I, there's no yeah. argument about that. Yeah. But here's the funny part about that. You do know you got teammates who are getting checks from Nike. Right. And so it's like you want to put LeBron on blast, about his his connection with Nike, right. but you do realize that the roof that you under, the fellows that you rock with, some of them are kind of on the Nike payroll, too. And, and so I, I haven't really got a sense of how he's been able to distinguish between those two factions other than they're my teammates and he not. And and if that's if that's how you view it, OK, cool. I have no issue with that uh, personally. But I do know if you're looking at this from the outside, and you're thinking like, damn, he coming at Nike kind of hard. and And you may agree with that, but you're not challenging your teammates in that process too so it's it's a very it's a very complicated matter there's no question about it lots of different layers to it and Mm -hmm. I don't think that there is an absolute right way to do it and an absolute wrong way to do it but to ask questions and and try to get answers about just the process I think that is fair game when you are as outspoken on these particular issues as he is uh, I, I can't remember the last time you know the last week where I haven't seen him on at least one. Major global ne- network. Network exactly. We're, right, we're not we're not talking about local. We're talking like
1: national you know. television. Yeah, and news. I'm not
0: giving him any plugs because I ain't going to do that. Yeah. Um, but we but we all know we we've seen him on the various networks before.
1: Yeah. Someone on Twitter pointed out that he one of his tweets where he was calling Jeremy Lin out. It said sent from iPhone, and one of the biggest platforms he's had right now is calling out China. iPhones we all know mostly are made in China, so. How do you distinguish, like you mentioned, what you're going to stand behind, whether that be calling out Nike, calling out the Chinese government? There are so many different layers, like you mentioned. But another thing that I think he hasn't realized is that you can't keep going through these different routes of trying to call people out. The fact that he called out Jeremy Lin seemed way out of left field. Yes, Jeremy Lin is of Taiwanese descent, but he was born in California. Why are you calling out an American, Chinese American, so to speak, person, player, for not calling out their country? That seemed a little bit, that's like someone calling me out for Haiti's dictate, you know, Haiti having a dictatorship or someone when they assassinated the president of Haiti. How can I, yes, there is, you know, so much I could do vocally and, you know, have that social activism. But I just think it's unfair for him to, the way he's calling out different athletes in kind of putting it on the onus on them, I do know we've talked about the fact that there are players that have said they wanted to be vocal. We mentioned last week how a lot of people came out of the NBA bubble and didn't necessarily show that support that they had for social justice. But the way that he's going about it, I think the best way to sum it up is Gary Washburn and Jamel Hill both wrote columns about the approach that he's taking. And Jamel specifically said that he's just letting himself be used. And I think a lot of, the rhetoric that he has been spewing does seem to be as though he's being used. I watched one of his most recent appearances and he's clearly reading something that someone had a script, someone had written for him or whether he had written it himself to have notes, but it just seemed very strategic. I don't know what the end goal is for all of this, but it doesn't sit well with me because I just think that again, there's so much activism that needs to be done in the U S as well. Calling out China, yes, that may be, you know, make some kind of effort, but I don't know if it's going to solve the big picture problem of social justice that he's claiming to stand for. So yeah. Is- and, and
0: I guess that, that's that's the one thing that I haven't heard as much of lately as I thought I would from him. And, and that is, since you are an American citizen now, uh, I would just, I don't think it's a stretch to assume that you would be taking on some of the social justice causes Within the country that you are a citizen of. Uh, And that doesn't mean you ignore what's happening in China. That doesn't mean you pretend as if some of those other issues aren't important because they are. Mm -hmm. And he absolutely has every right in the world to speak out on those issues and try to draw as much attention because, again, the ultimate goal, I think, for all of us in in some way, shape, or form is to bring about more equitable, uh, fair treatment for all citizens, Uh, whether you're an American, whether you're, uh, you know, a eight-year-old, you know, in in China who's making four cents, you know, for an hour making Mm -hmm. shoes for whatever company. But there, there has to be an acknowledgement that the country that you just officially signed up to be a part of, while great on lots of levels. I mean, when you start looking at the things that we can do in this country and you start stacking it up against other countries, I don't even think it's close. We have a great country, but let's not pretend this is utopia. Let's not pretend as if we ain't got some flaws. Let's not pretend as if we don't have some things that we need to get better at. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the impression that he's not really, I think, baking into his political agenda. Mm -hmm. Uh, It it feels very much like the U.S. is perfect. We don't do anything wrong. China, you're bad. Turkey, all these other countries, you're bad. But in America, we're perfect. And that's just not reality.
1: And there should be a red flag when the same networks or people that told lebron james to just shut up and dribble are all of a sudden applauding you as a patriot and a hero he's made some really good points about the activism that he's trying to promote against china the ioc actually just said not the ioc the u.s is actually putting a diplomatic ban on the olympics that are coming up in 2022 as a result not as a result of his protest, but as a result of the human right issues that are going on there. But at the same time, again, there's so many different things that are going on in the United States that if one athlete can say something about Black people and having rights in the United States, and they're being shut down for that, and then yet you're spewing out something that's completely different from that rhetoric and people are applauding you. I don't know. I just feel as though there should be some kind of alert system that says, why is it that everyone hates when LeBron James speaks up against racism, but then whenever you're coming at anybody else, it's okay. And yeah. that's the issue I think at the core of the United States, not to get, you know, too political on it, but it's not even politics. It's really just human rights when, but people will make it into political conversation because, that's always how it ends up being. Well,
0: that's what we do as Americans. I mean, that, that's, that, that's as American as America can be. Uh, and, and, so, and, and, and I don't subscribe to that. I don't like that. But I recognize that, that that's who we are. And I, I guess that's kind of where uh, it gets a little bit interesting for me because I don't think that there's a full embrace of who we are. Uh, okay. as, as Americans. When, when mm-hmm. Ennis is talking about the United States, uh, that and again, he he talks all about a lot of the positives, and there are positives. There's, yeah. there's absolutely, no one is saying that this country is crap. No one is saying I, that.
1: But I'm a child of immigrants. Of course I'm grateful to be in the United States. But I
0: am not a child of immigrants, exactly but I'm, 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 gr- I'm thankful for your immigrant parents, because if they didn't come here, you wouldn't be here.
1: That's true. I'm uh, so
0: they, <laughs> grinning up, up, and, up, in this, up in my little Zoom <laughs> action here. Right. But, uh, Again, I, I just, I, I just, I would like the conversation to be a little bit more wholesome, be a little yeah. bit more encompassing of some of the issues that are not only affecting outside of our country but also within the framework. But speaking of issues, yes. Once the Celtics get done with the Lakers, they got the Clippers who got some issues of their own. They, they're playing on Monday night. They're playing at. Portland and coming into that game they have lost three of the previous four so that is another winnable game and obviously they close out the trip you know at Phoenix Mm -hmm. not quite as winnable right yeah when I think about like what's the worst case scenario for you to have to finish out a west coast road trip this would be it having to play Phoenix on the last game before you head back home Mm. um so that the Celtics, but again, I think the Celtics have done a lot of good things on this road trip. And I think they're, they're going to find a way to come back with a with a winning road record. So they've got to win a couple, two of these last uh, couple games, which I think they can absolutely win. I think they can sweep both LA teams, which uh, again, I don't know how confident I would have been of that. Let's say, I don't know, a month ago. Yeah. But I feel really good about that. Even with even if LeBron has a LeBron like game, I still think that that team has enough flaws where they're beatable. And the Clippers makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And the Clippers just aren't playing good basketball right now. And for the Celtics, you know, you're playing a this is the best kind of back to back where you're literally in the same room.
1: Yeah. Same
0: hotel room. You ain't got to travel other than to do practice and back. That's mm-hmm. it. You ain't got to get on a plane. You ain't I'm got to pack the toiletries. You ain't got to tuck away the little hotel shampoos in your bag and, and hit the road. You ain't yeah. got to do none
1: of that. I don't think you they have, have all that. Of that. Just let's be honest about that with the, okay? Yeah.
0: I mean, Kevin Durant, <laughs> Kevin Durant reminded us, you can always keep lotion nearby. That's Just true.
1: Saying. You're um, right.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know how long it's going to be until I can look at Kevin Durant and not think, did he lotion oh today? Goodness. Did he moisturize? <laughs> if anyone is if as a, person, a I hope he's not so ashy, it, It's a great chance for him to make some money. Let's be honest. If a so if, if a lotion company said, KD,
1: we got you. Oh, so, these players need you need to be a, like an agent, marketing manager, whatever. That it's, is
0: look, easy sniper can make man. easy money. Yeah. Off, off of this one uh, And, 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 it, and it's, it will be funny I mean yeah. I already have The commercial in my head And it's making me smile Because <laughs> it's so damn hilarious
1: Capitalize off of this Just like when Jason Tatum was trying to Well when he was doing The Taco J thing That was his First all-star Appearance yeah. Taco Bell fumbled The bag with they that did. one They, they really did. could have had A big deal And they didn't even I don't even think They really pursued it no.
0: No, they did. It and, was, and, and it was you, embarrassing. Yeah, and then you had company like Ruffles over there, looking yeah, right. like, "Allow us to introduce myself.
1: Tips. Come with us." That's wild. I'm still. I. It, that's them. Yeah, that's that was. They that mean. was. A,
0: yeah, they, they dropped the ball in that. They <laughs> Absolutely did. Absolutely did. But um, that being said, Celtics coming on a home stretch here, this West Coast trip, looking good, playing good basketball, uh, even without Jalen Brown, uh, who will be back when? Who the hell knows? <laughs> Who the hell knows? But I, I I'm with Ime on this one, and, and, and from the standpoint, I don't want him to come back any sooner than he needs Every to. test that you run to see whether he's he's good to go, I want to triple check every one of them. Yeah. I don't. Want, I want to feel as though when he comes back, that he is not. He has gone above and beyond the minimum for us to be comfortable with him returning because mm-hmm. he's so important to this team. That's, when you get to the playoffs, you're going to need guys who can get their own shots. And no disrespect to Tatum. But Jalen Brown is a better finisher at the rim than Tatum. Tatum is a better scorer. Tatum has a better, I think, all-around shot-making game. But in terms of getting downhill, getting to the cup and finishing, Jalen Brown is better. And they're getting good play out of Schroeder in that regard. But I like the idea of having Schroeder giving me that in a more limited capacity because he's strengthens. Really yeah, yeah, it makes yeah. him so much better. Mm-hmm. And Jalen, again, Jalen, if he continues to do what he do, Things are going to look very... This team could really get things going and be a much bigger threat uh, coming out of the East and going deep into the playoffs in the East. And I think most people anticipate, especially after the kind of start they had. So, But Dylan shouldn't
1: come back before he's ready because no. God forbid he does and that just continues to aggravate whatever issues he has. It's, mm. it's not worth it. If you yeah. want to make it to the playoffs and be strong in the playoffs, let him rest. I think this team right now can make it to the playoffs without him, so to speak. Not to say that he's replaceable, but I think if they can at least hold out until he's really fully back, then that would make, I think, a lot of sense.
0: It would make a ton of sense for them. Um, So Jalen, I – again, when he comes back, I'm not worried about him fitting back in because I think he's seen enough of this team and what they're doing now to kind of recognize what he can bring to the table. Uh, And and so I I don't think that's going to be necessarily – uh, as big an issue, I think some people might think. Uh, I love what I'm seeing from Tatum. Tatum is recognizing he's giving the game what it needs, and what they need from him is to get other guys involved. Uh, Marcus Smart is taking fewer threes, and I think that that in part is because he's getting the ball in his hands more. Uh, whereas before, it's like you know when he got the ball, it was just like, oh damn, I need to take this shot because I don't know what I'm gonna get this back.
1: Right Yeah, now more is to do it trusting his teammates a little more. Yes,
0: yes, and, that, and, that's, and again, that, that's part of the growth process for him. It's not going to be a, you know, a straight-up-the-mountain climb. I mean, there are going to be some bumps and bruises along the way. He's going to have some setbacks, but I think Tatum, when you look at where he was at the start of the season, you look at where he's at now in terms of recognizing uh, how to get his teammates involved and just still being an, an elite scorer. I think he's trending in the right direction, but I would like to see him shoot the rock a little bit better than he is now. And I don't know whether that's because he's, he's exerting so much more energy trying to get other guys shots or whether it's just simply he's finally hit some type of shooting slump, something that he really didn't have much of up to this point in his career. Uh, so uh, Tatum, you know, he's the key to all of this. There's, there's no getting around that. And I'm glad to see him, you know, finally, you know, well, I don't want to say finally. I'm glad to see him trending in the right direction and really giving some good, good stuff to the game. And speaking of good stuff, Quanny, what you got coming up? For NBC 10, now it's talk about good stuff
1: Well, I don't uh, No, it's not. doesn't count Our next local lowdown is in Jamaica Plain That much stuff going on Yeah, yeah because we're about doing we're, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I'll, put, I'll give y'all the priority The priority is Jamaica Plain That's the next place that I'm spotlighting So if you follow me on Twitter And you have any spots, it doesn't have to just be food spots That you go to in JP Let me know But until then, stay tuned because that's going to be my next neighborhood that I feature. And I'm excited to get to know the people in the neighborhood of Jamaica Blaine. That's it. Cool. (laughs) Cool.
0: Uh, Let's see. Bleacher Report. Uh, This this is just crazy. I I have a couple of features that I did on some players on the rise, and they're hurt. Uh, I will not tell you who they are. (laughs) But we we had to put those stories in the freezer for a little bit (laughs) and and thought them out when these guys get back. Uh, So we got some. So we got some, uh, you know, it's like when you have a little too much turkey at mm-hmm. Thanksgiving and yep. you ain't gonna eat it, so you just put it in the yeah. freezer and you thaw yeah. it out a little bit later. It's
1: hopefully, be- it tastes the same when it comes out the freezer.
0: Oh, that's uh, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, we'll be able to thaw those out uh, soon. Okay. Uh, working on a couple different things for Ebony. Uh, one of which will be a movie review that will come out later this week, and one of the stars in the uh, the movie, which I believe it'll be on Netflix, uh, is a Boston University grad. So I'll, I'll have actually. I'm not. Hmm? What
1: movie is it?
0: I can't tell you. I can't oh, wow. tell you. It's coming out Friday. It the, the actual movie. It will or it this will be a show.
1: black movie.
0: It's a movie. Oh my it's gosh! And it's got lots it. of different people in it, Kwani. It's a I multicultural
1: joint. I just discovered this show on Amazon Prime and admittedly watched it in one day. It's called Harlem, and it has Megan Good in it, and it's phenomenal.
0: I'll check that out since so she said yes, it
1: anymore. Yeah, I mean, saying Megan Good would just, yeah,
0: yeah, game <laughs> changer.
1: Oh, yeah. I really, I really like that show. I hope they have a second season. Okay, now and oh,
0: this, this was on this was on Netflix.
1: No, it's on Amazon Video. Amazon. Okay, on video.
0: Okay, I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna yeah. check it out. Um, well, that is it for this week's A-List podcast. Uh, We will be back next week, uh, hopefully on talking about an amazingly awesome West Coast trip for the Boston Celtics. Or not. Or not. Um, But they're they're in good shape. I mean, they're only like two or three games. This is crazy. They're only like three, three and a half games out of first in the East. Uh, So literally they could have a strong finish to this week. And we could be talking about the first place Boston Celtics a week from now, which is mind-blowing mind-blowing
1: people said the um, same about the patriots and look at them now so
0: true mac jones looking like yeah he like that dude like when jones voice he's feeling like, <laughs> well, I jones. Don't know. <laughs> he's wow. killing it uh but the game's a little bit closer now you know and and, and it'll it'll be a close game at, at the wow. end i fully expect that but because buffalo is a good team so um anyway he's still for one. okay exactly well and Blakely. A. Lunas. This is the A-List podcast and we will see you and talk to you next week. We're out.